This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 105. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. Today's episode of our podcast is a listener request. Rachel, who is a member of our Peas and Carrots Society on Facebook, which is a closed group that we'll tell you about at the end of the show, about how to join if you're interested, um, she asked us if we would explore the topic of men and veganism or vegetarianism. And specifically, here's what she asked. She said, I have an idea for a future podcast. I think a lot of vegetarians, vegans, or slash vegans, are women. Why aren't there many guys who are vegetarians? What are the cultural factors that hold them back? What do guys who are vegetarians say about how their friends or coworkers relate to them? And how can we get more men involved? Well, that was a great question, and it sparked a lot of engagement. We also sent an email to some of our male followers that uh, have signed up for our newsletter on our website. And we got some responses there, too, including a voicemail that we're going to play for you a little bit later in the show. Uh, so it's a very interesting topic. I'm looking forward to talking a little bit more about it and sharing what some of your male vegetarian vegan vegan friends have said. Mm-hmm. All right. But first, where are we, Larissa? We have a news update. We do. We have, uh, yeah, this is really cool. I like this. I, and I like stories like this. We were talking about this. It's kind of like it's a good thing, right? It's a feel-good story. It is a feel-good story. <laughs> Especially for the kitties. Um, so uh, in Montreal, in Canada, uh, it's set to open on June 19th, North America's first vegan cat cafe. And what is a cat cafe? And then when you t- first told me that, I pictured like vegan vegetarian cats sitting around. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sipping tea. <laughs> uh, Sipping on uh, some almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> Silly. Uh, no, so yeah, it's a it's the third cat cafe to launch in Montreal, actually, and the first vegan one outside of Europe. So apparently, in Europe, they're ahead of us. They already have vegan cat cafes. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, no, I think this is an awesome idea, though. So it's called Cafe Venosa. So, or if you are listening up in Canada, or if you're in the Montreal area, go check it out and and report back. Um, so. It says, uh, according to this article, it says cat cafes began in Japan and they offer food and drink and the option to mingle with the resident cats. And what is so cool about this is that all of the cats in this Montreal shop have been rescued from the local SPCA and they're all available for adoption. So if you go and you eat your, what, what's on their menu? Let's see, uh, tempeh wraps, caprese salad, uh, fruit parfait with cashew cream, soups, cupcakes, and it says only fair trade coffee will be served. So if you go there and you eat your food and you bond with a cat, then you can take home a bag full of pastries and a cat. Oh, that's that's so awesome. That reminds me of a little bit of how... Our cat, Samantha, found me. Remember, we went to the rescue and she crawled up on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. So if one cat is maybe a cat, will pick you. That's right. <laughs> like she picked me. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's so awesome. So yeah, if you are up in Canada and you go to Montreal, check it out. And uh, you'll be our on-the-scene on the uh, vegetarian zen reporter. Report back. Okay, so are we ready to get into our main topic? We are. 
So let's start out with a couple of stats here. And this is just very basic. I We wanted this episode to be about kind of what the, the feedback that we've gotten from our male listeners and also just kind of a commentary. So not a whole lot of... of um, Boring statistics or you. like <laughs> any behavioral economic right kind of. <laughs> i didn't i didn't read a bunch of of scientific study articles yeah. or anything like that but i did pick up a couple of just quick stats so a recent study of vegetarians in the united states have shown has the study showed sorry that 59 percent of u.s vegetarians are women 41 percent are men i'll be honest i thought i would have thought that was Lower like, for men. L- lower I just for men. don't, yeah, I don't hear a lot of a lot of just, I just don't, I, I thought it would be lower. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is lower for vegans, quite a bit lower. So in uh, the same study of vegans, 21% of vegans in the United States are men. Okay. So that's quite a bit lower. Yeah, that is quite a bit lower. Right. I kind of would have expected the same for vegetarian, but that's cool. I mean, mm-hmm. that's good. That's a, that's a pleasant surprise. Right. So our listeners then, um, now this is based on... This is Facebook Insights and Pinterest a little bit, but Mm -hmm. you got to be careful with Pinterest because it is already kind of a female-dominated social media outlet. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to judge from there. But Facebook is pretty, I think, accurate. Representative, right? Yeah. So what, 80%... Female, twenty yeah, male. It was definitely much higher than than yeah. what the the uh, overall statistic you just quoted. Yeah, but we love that twenty percent. Absolutely, We're so excited. And they came out to represent, didn't they? Yes, absolutely. They, they did contribute to this, so we'll be sharing their comments here. Right. So here's what we put on the in the Facebook group and then in the email that we sent out. We sent out this um, request asking the following questions. So we asked. What might be some of the reasons that that less men embrace a plant-based lifestyle? We asked, are there social or cultural stigmas involved and what are they? And then we asked, have you experienced any backlash yourself? Yeah, we got some really great responses. Most of them did have similar themes. And I even asked like a coworker at work who's a vegetarian. He's been a vegetarian for about four years. Some of these questions too. And again, it was right in line with a lot of what we heard. So let's talk a little bit about the responses we got. Okay. Well, we, uh, in, in the episode uh, here, we'll mainly be mentioning four people who send us emails or voicemail or uh, commented on Facebook. So there's Paul in the UK now, Paul has been a vegetarian for nearly 30 years, so most of his life. And then there's uh, we have two Toms, so we'll, we will call them UK Tom and Aussie Tom. <laughs> there's one in each place. Uh, and I'm not sure how long they've been vegetarians. And, uh, and then there's Sam, who has been vegetarian for nearly a year and a half. So thanks, guys. Thanks so much for um, contributing to this. We really appreciate it. So, um, So why don't we get into some of the themes and some of the responses that uh, that we got. All right, so let's get into the first theme or the first thing we heard, and that is the macho or manly aspect, like real men eat meat, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is kind of universal, isn't it? I mean, definitely. it's definitely here in the States. And then we heard from Aussie Tom talking about that. And uh, then also in the in the UK, and I'm sure other places as well. Yeah, and advertising, I mean, that is usually geared toward men, like steak and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that are typically toward men. And uh, Aussie Tom mentioned that older Australian 
there was an older uh, Australian ad campaign that said, "Feed the man meat." That just sounds horrible. It, <laughs> it just sounds bad in so oh, many. I, I know. So many it's ways. Kind of insulting, I think, to men. Yeah. It sounds like I picture some guy like in a zoo or something. Right. Right. Yeah. So. So yeah. So eating meat has definitely, I think, been tied to manliness, and not just. Not just recently, but I mean, this. I think this goes way back, and it's a cultural thing. One thing that we that we did see throughout all of these uh, responses that we got are was that it's very cultural. It is, and if you think about the equivalent, you know, he was talking about feed the man meat. You think about the equivalent here in the United States. We also we always refer to bringing home the bacon, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. So it's and the way I see that, and you know, the way it's been in the past. Of course, it's not here some well maybe it is i don't know anymore but you know you always saw like in the the ideal family in the 50s where you had the you know the campaigns for for eating meat and and putting steak on the table and all this stuff you had the man coming home from work and bringing home the paycheck and then you know that buys the meat and the food and then the woman cooks it and then you know the man is shown eating a steak you know and and it kind of ties into that that already Hunter gatherer mm-hmm. kind yeah, of exactly. right? stereotype. All right. And then um, UK Tom had a great point. You want to read what he said? Yeah. So he was talking, this is, I, I really love this. He was talking about the difference between gay and straight men when it comes to dealing with vegetarianism. And here, this is a, I'm going to read this. This is a direct quote uh, that I have with, uh, to read with his permission. So uh, Tom, UK Tom says, I think being gay makes it easier for us to follow a minority diet such as vegetarian or vegan because we have already gone through the, quote, coming out as different uh, routine in life before. Announcing a diet that only a minority of people are on is no big deal for us. We are already a minority and have dealt with the backlash and feelings of that before. This is where a straight male has problems. He has to put himself willfully into a minority situation of which he has little experience beforehand. I believe that there are many male wannabe vegetarians and vegans afraid of the stigma and isolation of being a minority. You know, that's a good point. And one of the things it's funny because I always say, uh, you know, I am a uh, Hispanic woman in um, left-leaning, left-handed a uh, gay woman in the heart of a big red state like Texas and a vegetarian and a vegetarian so i i totally resonate with that uh, because he's absolutely right you already kind of know how to deal with some of the being in a minority or 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 backlash right mm-hmm. so when i came out as gay when i was 14 i had to obviously deal with a lot and that was in the 80s i mean right. and that wasn't as widely accepted as it is today so i was already dealing with a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. and then again as a minority woman working now in a you know big corporate world where you know we know about some of the inequalities of just working just the 75 cents to a dollar you know that kind of thing it's just like okay just pile it on yeah (laughs) right (laughs) deal with it pile it on yeah after that in the 80s when you were 14 i guess uh coming out as a vegetarian in 2013 (laughs) was piece of cake (laughs) (laughs) vegan cake but Um, i I, but i think that's a great point mm -hmm. because i think there are you know there are some coping skills i guess that he he pulls out of there that um that he calls out that i think are make a lot of sense that's really true definitely and uh so then the next the next point that was made is that kind of the kind of the opposite so eating meat and you know is manly right 
Well, caring about animal rights or the environment or one's body or health is a lot of times viewed by as effeminate. So kind of the opposite, right? Yeah. And now this is and this is funny. We were talking about this in the car earlier. This is by society in general, not just by men viewing other men. And you had a great example. Vicky had a great example about the dating study that I you did. were talking about. Oh, I did. That's right. Well, it was something I heard on another podcast where this guy was, he was kind of a dating expert and he did some tests to see which pictures, you know, like a lot of these dating sites, they have like pictures that you scroll through and he tested several of his pictures, different pictures of himself to see which ones would get clicked on by women. And inevitably the ones that got clicked on, and he not only tried this for himself, but other men as well, were the ones of men showing household pets like uh, a cat especially I think a cat or a dog or something like just animal loving uh kind of pictures and that really appealed to the women they would click on that as opposed to like a picture of him golfing or doing something like traditionally manly you know so that was really an interesting study yeah and the reason that kind of made me really think about how uh, it's this view of these type of uh, caring about the animals and environment and and what have you is not just a view by men is that because of that dating thing, I think that because women clicked on those photos more, they were more attracted to that. I, I think it's because it resonated with them. So they kind of related to that more. And I think that can sort of be viewed as like, being more feminine. So it's like, you know, I can relate to this person with the dog or the cat, but well, we talked about that though. Maybe that maybe, was it. Yeah, it could maybe. have been though, because when you see a picture of a guy with a cat or a dog, you think of him as like a real homey person, Safe. you know? <laughs> well, yeah. And yeah. you think about him as like loving home life, right? Yeah. That's what I would see if I saw somebody with a cat or a dog, as yeah. opposed to parasailing over, you know, uh, yeah. the, I don't know, the Caribbean, you know, or it's like, like flexing muscles. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know that that's just speculation, I think. But I mean, in what you know, what would be an interesting study is if they did it, uh, but had the women read a profile where one of the profiles said that he was a vegetarian, and the other one said that, you know, his favorite meal is a steak. Yeah. That's true. That reminds me of the Seinfeld uh, clip that I posted to the Peas and Carrot Society when we were looking to get the guys to respond to these questions. And it was a clip from Seinfeld where he's going out with a girl and he they're at a restaurant and he orders a salad and she looks at him weird and the uh, that's all he does. Yeah. And the waiter looks at him weird. And then he's like reflecting back on it later and he's talking to his friend Elaine, and he says, what was I thinking? Women don't respect salad eaters. And she's like, you got that right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's a that's a perfect uh, scene ref- that reflects that kind of stereotype, right? Yeah, yeah. And then kind of related to that, um, Aussie Tom had a thought, and he said that vegetarian food is seen as rabbit food by many people. So it's not fit for quote, big, strong men. And I think that is exactly what happened in that Seinfeld episode, right? Yes. Is that I mean, a salad is rabbit food. That's what rabbits eat. And uh, so I think that's true. That's that's still true today. I mean, I think a lot of people see that even as far as, you know, vegetarianism and veganism has kind of um, become more mainstream. I think a lot of people still see that. 
Yeah, but you know, one of the cool things is there have been some like athletes and power athletes. And we, I think about even the uh, No Meat Athlete guys over the podcast. If you haven't checked that out, No Meat Athlete, they are vegans and they're like, uh, I'm, they're ultra marathon yeah, those runners. endurance runners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there are weightlifters out there too. There's a few football players that have come out for uh, as vegans or vegetarians and then for animal rights mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. that's really cool to see those types of – because you're absolutely right. I think in the past you, it, it wouldn't be ha- – it wouldn't have been much of a surprise to see a long distance runner or something as a vegetarian because, you know, that just with running, but it's those like tough, not that that's not tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I meant mm-hmm. like the contact, like, you know, wrestling yeah. kind the of team or, sports. Yeah, kind exactly. Of, yeah. Like the hardcore contact kind of sports that you would just not think of because I think a lot of times folks equate needing like, a lot of protein and they think protein, they think meat, of course. Mm -hmm. And we all know that that's not, (laughs) we do get our protein, a lot of it too. And uh, so I think that that, that is probably why that stereotype is out there. Right. And that's, that's something that Paul mentioned too, uh, is the lack of popular male vegetarian and vegan role models in the past. And that's exactly what you just said is in the past. So I think that hopefully that's starting to change. It's starting to, but I mean, they're still in the minority. Mm -hmm. You don't see that. You still don't see a lot of that, but it's much more than it used to be for sure. Right. And, you know, the point that Paul was making is that a lot of these uh, vegetarian or vegan athletes, as you mentioned, tend to be the endurance type, you know, like the really long distance running or the the, um, things like that that require endurance. And what Paul said is that most men don't relate to them as much as they would to like a footballer or a soccer player or a basketball player or something like that. Yeah. Again, this is most men. Right. I mean, this is not, you know, 100% across the board. Right. Okay, and then Paul made another interesting point. He said that people seem to be a little bit more accepting of it when he mentions that he's a... Is he a vegan or a vegetarian? He's a uh, vegetarian, okay. I think. Sorry, Paul, if that's wrong. Yeah, well, a non-meat eater. <laughs> uh, is that if he gives the reason as personal preference that people kind of tend to back off, meaning that he doesn't care for the taste or the texture and rather rather than saying like it's for health reasons or ethical reasons or environmental environmental reasons which is another interesting thing right yeah it's like i I don't know why is it yeah yeah why would it matter you know yeah but I, i guess i guess it's like it's I don't know, maybe less of a threat because everybody can relate to not liking stuff. That is a really good point. You know, and that's a that is a really good point you bring up. And I'll tell you why, because and this is why we're all about the Zen here, right? Because we do try to have we try not to push our beliefs on people or like try to start conversations with you're wrong, I'm right type of things because it does tend to shut down the conversation and you bring up a great point because I think sometimes people are threatened by the whole vegetarian vegan thing just on their own because it makes them feel bad about mm-hmm. th- their choices. Yeah, we've know? talked about that before. Yeah, that is a really good point you bring up. Yeah, but I think yeah, it's easier for people to relate to I don't like something, you know, cuz there's everybody has foods that they don't like. You know, and even I even get tired sometimes of explaining or so one time I just said, I'm allergic to meat. And yeah. it's like, then they back way off. Like it's not even like yeah. a question. So you're absolutely right. People can relate to allergies. People can relate to just not liking the taste mm-hmm. or texture. 
but uh, and I even said, we had a friend that he got bit by a tick and couldn't eat meat, so he uh-huh. kind of got an allergy to meat from that. Uh-huh. Again, totally like, oh, okay. oh, wow, yeah, you it's know? fine. It's just like, yeah. But if it's a choice, yeah, you know. Well, and you know, it's so funny that uh, the reason that she gave that. Uh, that reason, the reason that Vicky gave that reason, we were at the movies and, and it's a movie theater where we can have food. This was and a nightmare. Brought, oh, it was awful. So the movie theater was dark. The movie had already started and we had both ordered veggie burgers. And um, when hers came, it was meat. So she actually took a bite of it and then she's like, I think this is meat. So she, I broke off a piece and I smelled it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's meat. So... You know, since we're in that kind of setting, we can't really see. So Vicky took it out and just told him that she's allergic to meat. And as opposed to saying I'm a vegetarian, because then you risk, what the heck are they going to do to my food? And I'm not going to be able to see it. So well, that's easier just to say, you know, not make a big deal about it and say, I can't eat this because I'm allergic to it. Well, that and I got a free... Um Veggie burger. <laughs> Free food. <laughs> well, I didn't want to explain to the dude, right? Yeah. I was just like, oh, you know, I, was, well, you're I missing went out. Movie. I'm missing the movie. I got to go. Now I'm grossed out, too, yeah. because I had meat in my mouth. And so I go out there and i like, I ordered the veggie burger. I'm allergic to meat. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And of course, they were all over each other, you know, all over yeah. themselves trying to make it right. And then we um, got a free veggie burger. Yeah, so. right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's play Sam's voicemail. And um, then let's come back. All right. I went vegetarian because um, specifically I went for nutritional reasons. I was reading up that it was eating meat was just very bad for the body and uh, very bad for the mind. So, you know, the type of person that I am, I like to do what's beneficial, you know, for the self. So that's the reason why I went vegetarian. And over um, since I've been vegetarian for it's going to be a year and four months soon, the 27th. The 24th, sorry, the 24th of this month will make it a year and four months. I've learned about animal rights and animal ethics and uh, why being vegetarian, you know, makes me karma free. And of lately, you know, just about a week ago or so, I started looking into, you know, the spiritual benefits of being a vegetarian. So there are nutritional arguments, animal right arguments, and a spiritual argument as well. And uh, as being a vegetarian male... I haven't really, I haven't really faced any social stigmas, you know, in the sense of like how it's bad. And uh, the recording is uh, finished, so. Okay, well, first of all, thank you, Sam, for leaving us that voice message. That was awesome. So thank you for doing that. So interesting, Larissa and I were listening to this. And one of the things we talked about was that, well, as you guys heard, Sam started out for nutritional reasons, and then the reasons to kind of confirm, I guess, his choice kept expanding as he started learning about the animal rights aspect of it, and even has gone into more of a spirituality aspect of it, mm-hmm. which is totally cool. And it was actually a little bit opposite, Larissa and I were talking about of how we came into veg- being vegetarians, is we did it for the animals. We went cold the first day, and uh, but then we, of course, did it wrong. We were do- <laughs> Fritos and, um, yeah. you know, things that were just Cookies didn't have meat. Yeah, we <laughs> became junk food vegetarians. And then we started exploring more the nutritional aspects of it. So very interesting. It was a very, really good, um, it was a really good voice message to hear just about how that expanded and kind of just has confirmed his decision. Right. Well, and I think it's really interesting. And I, I like what, what Sam said about how he, when he started out for the nutritional reasons, he knew that meat was bad for your body 
but also bad for your mind, right? Right. So he already had that little kind of kernel of the the mind aspect, but then once he started doing the the animal things and everything, mind kind of turned into more of a, not just a physical mind, but a spiritual mind, right? That's right. And I really like that. I think that that's, it's amazing how, how just one little change can affect so much, you know? So it's not anymore just about what he's putting into his body or not putting into his body. It's just how his thinking has evolved, which is really cool. So I really appreciate, we really appreciate you leaving that voicemail, Sam. Okay, so I think we have a few more comments, right? Let's just pull out a few random. Again, this this topic really sparked a lot of engagement, not just from the guys, the fellas and the dudes, <laughs> but also from the the women that mm-hmm. uh, follow us. So let's let's call out a few here. Right. So uh, I'm just kind of scrolling down our list here, and Christine had said that her local vegan group. She said it feels 50-50, so about half male, half female. But she said maybe it's different depending on where you live, which is a really good point. I yeah. mean, I think definitely if you're like like we are in the South or in Texas or even like Aussie Tom in Australia, which is very meat-centric, uh, kind of like the U.S., I think that the ratios are probably going to be a lot different. Than if you're in maybe like Seattle or California or something like that. I don't know where Christine is, but I think that definitely can play a role. Yeah, definitely. And Texas. I mean, think about that. It's kind of hard. And, you know, I I will even say, I think uh, the other thing we didn't really talk about, but was, um, uh, you know, like being the the coworker I asked at work, he's Hispanic. Mm -hmm. And there's a big, I mean... You know, that there's already a lot of machismo kind of thing going on. And I say that being Hispanic, <laughs> growing up in Hispanic family. So uh, there's already kind of that there. And then you add that on top of it. I think that can really be a little challenging. Right. The the coworker I, I'm referencing, he's already, he's, I, I was asking him about something. He's like, oh, yeah, I hear some of that sometimes. But I mean, he's like, I'm so stubborn. I don't care. I, they can say whatever they want to me. I'm still doing my thing. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. And that's something that Paul had mentioned in his email too. And um, the Toms had mentioned the Toms. The Toms had mentioned as well. Um, <laughs> is that yeah? You know, once it becomes your lifestyle, and that's something that you believe in. I mean, it makes it a lot easier to just not care. Right. right. Uh, and that's with anything. That's the same with anything. And now, Rachel made a, um, an interesting comment that kind of relates back to what uh, UK Tom was saying. It, she said that her husband became a vegetarian and his friends said, what, are you going to come out of the closet too? So, <laughs> well, that's telling. <laughs> yeah. But I, that's, think that, that's exactly I think right. that that really is relevant to what uh, UK Tom was saying. And um, Mark says that it's a great topic and he seems to think that it's mostly cultural and that's kind of what we agreed on too, I think. Mm -hmm. And that kind of ties into what you were saying with the Hispanic culture and like our local culture where there's a lot of Hispanic influence and the traditions are very centered around meat, right? Right. I mean, every party, everything is, it's fajitas or it's um, brisket or things, you know. goat. I mean, it was like a lot of stuff like that growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that every culture has their different things, but most of it is meat centered, Mm -hmm. you know. Okay, so I think that does it for our main episode. And again, we really appreciate you guys 
uh, Rachel, actually, bringing that up. And then everybody who participated, mm-hmm. it was an awesome discussion. And if you'd like to continue the, the discussion, head out to our show notes and leave us a comment or head out to the Facebook page. Now, I did say we were going to come back to talking about the Peas and Carrots Society. Mm-hmm. So that's Larissa's baby. She started that. I'll let her tell you how to join if you're interested. And my baby is 170, 170, 157 people strong now. Uh, I'm so excited about that. It's every week we get a couple new members and at least a couple. And it's just so exciting. Peas and Carrots is a closed Facebook group. It's not private, which means... um, Closed means that you can search for it and find it, and then you ask just ask to join. It just has a you know request request to join. Yeah, and the reason we put that little bit of barrier there is we do a little bit of background looking at the people that are requesting because it is a very we like to provide a very safe environment for our uh, members. We just want to make sure that the folks that are coming in aren't spamming. We've had a couple of spams before, and we we. Larissa is quickly on top of it, and actually, we have the the group kind of polices itself <laughs> itself yeah. to bring it to Larissa's attention because sometimes spammers trying to get in there selling you that pair of sunglasses or whatever, right. and, and you know we just want to make sure it's a real chilled out place for people to feel safe asking questions and not being judged. And the one thing, like I said, I I'm so I feel so grateful about our community that you don't always find in other places is that sometimes there's a lot of judging that goes on back and forth, particularly vegans and vegetarians. You know, not vegans, in ours. Not in ours, <laughs> but it's out there. And yeah. so we really are very careful that people feel very safe and, and are very much able to ask questions that they wouldn't feel necessarily comfortable just kind of putting that out there on our public Facebook page. Right. So if you want to join the Peas and Carrots Society, you can just go to Facebook. Uh, you can search for it in the Facebook search or just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarians in. Awesome. Now let's get into our recipe of the week. All right. We thought we would do something fun with this uh, because we've been talking about manly foods and meat being manly. We thought we would compile some vegetarian and vegan versions of said manly foods. And I, I don't know why I say that. Whenever I say that, I have to say it in a really manly deep voice. Manly foods. Manly. And I do it in quote, air quotes, air bunnies. And she looks like down. I do. I turn foods. into some kind of something. I don't know. But uh, so what we will do is head on out to our Facebook group and our Facebook page and ask you guys ask you what you are going to, what kind of recipes you have that are vegetarian or vegan versions of. Now, we just had something, you know, being in Texas, barbecue is really, really big. We went to something a few weeks ago called uh, Burgers and Beer, and luckily they had a stand there that was vegan, and we had jackfruit for the first Mm -hmm. time. It it was a chopped barbecue jackfruit Mm -hmm. or something, and while we didn't care for the sauce very much, it it looked exactly and tasted like it had that same texture. And I know a lot of vegans are going to be like, like eh, gross, but yeah. Pork, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, you're talking about we grew up on barbecue, you know, mm-hmm. and it is kind of difficult, um, you know, to you like that. There's certain aspects of the taste you like, so mm-hmm. it was really nice to be able to still get a burger there that wasn't meat. Right. So yeah, we're so talking we'll, about stuff like that. Right. So I will link to uh, what I'll do is what I did for the last episode uh, about pickling recipes is I will solicit from our listeners and our readers, and then I'll write a blog post and publish that. So you will find the link to that blog post in the show notes. 
Okay, and now I will read the quote of the week. The quote of the week today is from Isaac Bashivas Singer, and he said, I did not become a vegetarian for my health. I did it for the health of the chickens. Go chickens. <laughs> okay, I think that does it for our show today. If you would like to support the show, please head out to iTunes and consider leaving us a rating. A five-star rating would be absolutely amazing. We read all of our five-star ratings on our show, so we would greatly appreciate you doing that for us because that helps other people to find us. And another way that you can support the show is by heading out to our website at vegetarianzen.com. Click on the favorite products tab at the top of the page, the, the menu, and that will take you to a link on our still on our page for our Amazon store where we have lots of the great products that we talk about that we use ourselves that um where you can uh just click on that it'll take you to amazon no additional cost to you to buy through our link but it does kick us back a couple of uh dollars here and there for being affiliates yeah and the cool thing is is even if you're, you're buying something in addition to the products that we have already out there let's just say you have the you're buying one of the um, the juicers mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like that out there. And then you remember, hey, I need a new TV. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? <laughs> <laughs> we you just bought it. a TV through our store. Yeah. But that's really cool because they do kick us back a few bucks. And again, as Larissa said, no extra charge to you. Right. All right. Well, this has been an awesome show. We really appreciate, again, the engagement that we've gotten from this. And please keep your suggestions coming. We do look at all of those. And we usually start to move pretty quickly on those. So. Right. All right, until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 